Welcome to your effing 40s. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Harding. And I'm Leanne McLeod. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome back to your effing 40s. I'm Leanne. And I'm Corey. And here today we have a model from Numa Models, David Roberge, and we'll be back after this. Effing's 40s show is sponsored by The Blind Beggar Pub, John William Wade Associates, and Tightfit Drywall. Thank you for listening. All right, we're back with Effing 40s and David Roberge. Hey, David. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. You're with Numa Models. Yes. It's been, I'm going to say, about a year, I guess, and I'd say in, in the development side of things. You know, the modeling industry in Calgary, uh, I have a daughter who we've sort of put through this, and that's sort of my in, I'll say, on that side of things. And she was in front of the camera for quite some time and then wanted to be on the backside of the business for her career. So from that end of things, she approached me and said, you know, we need older models because we're lacking in that division of their business. Would you be interested in doing that? So came sort of go through the sort of introductory stage where they take pictures of you and you get your portfolio and her line, which I agree in like anything, you have to spend money to make money. Yeah. And so you had to spend money up front to get your pictures and to get your portfolio started and all those kinds of things. And then from there, you know, they book you for different types of gigs and it's like being an, any kind of artist really on that side of things. Yeah. If, so she went from, your daughter went from model to agent? Yes. Or? She started modeling with one company, moved over to Numa and then from there moved into their business side of things yeah. and, and the management side. So yeah. Yeah. Cool That story. is really cool. Yeah. yeah. So what do you do for a living now then? I mean, I'll call it historically because right now I'm not working. I was working for an organization that made kitchen cabinets and I've been in the construction sort of manufacturing business my whole career. I did a five-year stint as a dean at SAIT to see what, you know, what's the world like on the government side of the business. And uh, it was good. I really love SAIT and I will promote it, you know, till the end because I did my apprenticeship there and everything too. But it was nice to actually get back to industry and back to something where you feel like you've got a progression of your you know, your work and you can see your results and those kinds of things. But uh, no, SAIT was a fantastic organization. So They must be struggling in COVID. Just like any other post-secondary there, everything's moved over to online. Yeah. And that was really difficult because the manufacturing school, which I ran, was about 70% apprenticeship. Yeah. So it's hard to do that with, with anything with labs or anything with hands-on, right? Yeah. So I've been in touch with people there, but it's just a really messed up kind of situation for them right now. Yeah. It's going to be really difficult with the way the province is right now and the way the schools are. The combination is really, really detrimental for education, for sure. The trades industry in general. Yeah. So you're going to have a lack a lack of trades coming out or well, you know, maybe I mean, not a need for them? That's, I mean, we could spend hours talking about that alone. But I mean, it's one of those situations on that side of things where, you know, there's not a lot of work. Yeah. And to be a tradesperson, you have to be sponsored by a company. And then the companies then have to, you know, yeah. take you on as an apprentice. And and there's not a lot of businesses out there hiring apprentices right now. So it's a really catch-22 for people who want to get into that side of the business. But, you know, I'll stand steadfast. Being a person who's been a tradesperson my whole career, my whole life, I use it every day. 
So it's not one of those things you ever lose. Yeah. You know, I've had a month off from work for where I've been now and worked on my house for the whole month. You know, I, I bought a house a couple of years ago, completely ripped it apart, put it all back together again and created value on my own time. Yeah. You know, in those kind of situations. So. I was saying to these guys, because uh, they were helping out with the beggar renovations, yeah. that even learning that stuff and practicing at somebody else's place. Absolutely. You know, when you start owning property, you know, it's the sweat. That's the real sweat equity. Is. Uh, in, in today's economy, that's where the money is. Yeah. I mean, really, if you can put any kind of effort in on your own, yeah. there's the value you're going to return in the end. It's not going to be through some kind of growth in the economy or growth in the housing prices or anything we see right now. It's yeah. all coming from your sweat equity, right? Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, our uh, business actually supports, like they're supported by us, right? Like, or they support us. And then in return, we've been working for them. Yeah. And it's been pretty entertaining. Well, and it's funny. I had this conversation with a friend of mine today. He's a realtor. And, you know, realtors are struggling right now. There's like oh, yeah. 5,000 realtors in town all yeah. looking for the next sale, right? Yeah. If it's available. And right now they're looking for anyone whose home is done and ready to sell because I think the next generation or people who are looking for homes out there right now are not as handy and not mm. as sort of, they, they don't want to go in and have to do as much work. So yeah. if you can have your house prepared and ready, it's turnkey. They walk in, put their pots in the cupboard and, and their clothes in the cupboard and call it done. Then you have an opportunity to sell. Yeah. Otherwise you're just a me too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. On that side of things. And, that, and that's, I would say, typical of any business out there right now is you have to differentiate yourself somehow. Yes. Yeah. No matter what business you're in, yeah. Yeah. you know, be it modeling, be it construction, be it whatever, somehow you have to differentiate yourself. Yes. Right? Yeah. So That's a whole part of business. Absolutely. We've had a lot of discussions about different podcasts and stuff like that. And people are like, do you listen to somebody else? I'm like, when do I have time? Like between business and, and do I would love to. Yeah. If I had time, yeah. but when you're in a business for yourself, you have no time. Like Corey's got several. Our producer has his own. Like it's all the guys that are underneath us yeah. are all businessmen. Yeah. So I'll ask you this as a model. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever have to be a model as a construction worker? Model a construction worker? No. As a matter of fact, on Friday, I was a real estate agent. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was, in a, I was in a suit, which, you know, I'm pretty used to wearing when I was working at SAID. And, and, yeah. and in my previous life, you know, I was in, a, in an executive position. So I wore a suit all the time to pull it out of the cupboard, put it on. It wasn't hard to do, you know, and, and that kind of thing. So, you know, you're in a space and there's, you know, I said to the, to the guys doing the shoot, it was, it was interesting. We walked into the space. It was a pretty cool space. And I said, you know, was it hard to find space to shoot? And they're going, Oh my God, no. I mean, it's like dime a dozen. Right now you can find, you know, any kind of, any kind of space you want is available for a shoot yeah. right now for the photographers because it's empty downtown. Yeah. Right? yeah. So that part, that part was cool, but you know, going through the protocol side of things, making sure everything's wiped down, making sure you're sanitizing. I mean, yeah. that, it's way harder on the business than it is on the models. I, yeah. I went in there. I mean, there's somebody there literally standing there with a bottle of hand sanitizer that every time you touch something, they give it to you. You, know, <laughs> you wipe your hands and you wash and you whatever and you move to the next scene. And you take pictures and then they give you a little dab and you wipe your hands and you move on to the next scene. So it's way harder on the business yeah. than it is on the worker. Yeah. You know, for me, I dress up, I go there and, and stand there, wave my arms and, you know, make myself look presentable. And I mean, yeah. that's my job, right? Now, so. I did a PR shoot the other day. And as a matter of course, because they're a cleaning company, 
we did two sets of shots. Are you yeah. finding yourself doing two sets of shots, like mask on, mask off? We did do stuff? some mask on, mask off. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So there was very little with mask on, but it was yeah. more around the idea. The company I was working with at the time, they take stock images. So they yeah. have a library, right? So they're taking images to, to sell as a yeah. portfolio. So, so they're hoping, obviously, that mask yeah. off is the future. I mean, so yeah. they did some on, some off. But yeah. yeah. It was a mix. Yeah. For sure. That'd be an interesting part. So can I ask you your age? I am 58. Girls, you should see this man. <laughs> 58 <laughs> is still I'm not going to the spot. I'm like, wow. Um, okay. So you, you're modeling for your daughter and then you've got children in their 20s to reiterate. What was your 40s like? We were discussing this earlier. What was your 40s like? I describe them to you as sort of the numb years, but I mean, I, I don't want to call them that way because I think it's not that you're not aware and you're not engaged because I was extremely engaged. I think one of the interesting things as a parent of three teenagers, I have two girls and a boy. So girl, boy, girl. My two daughters were into Irish dance and my son was active. We tried to, you know, try to keep him engaged with stuff. So I coached his hockey and the two girls with Irish dance. It's hard when your girls are in dance as a male parent to be engaged. Yeah. So, you know, I was their stage manager. I helped them with skills that I had to tr- improve the, you know, components of their studio. I helped their yeah. storage situation. I mean, yeah. lots of those things. So I think from the 40s perspective, I think you just do what you have to do in order to be supportive and yeah. to be a good parent, to be, you know, a good husband, whatever you're doing, but just try and be engaged, right? Yeah. And there were, yeah. Out of it was interesting. Out of 120 families in the dance school, there were six core guys. Yeah, that helped. Yeah, that helped, and yeah. that was the only guys. Every day you could call them, and they were there anytime and every day, right? And and they were always there to help set up and tear down all those things. So, to me, it was important that if I was going to be coaching my son's hockey, that I had to be somehow engaged also with my daughter's, you know, dance yeah. the, the way I could. Yeah. But you know that didn't work out for. You know, it's not the same way for everybody, I guess, on that side of things. That has you pretty busy still. Well, you know, what has me busy now is is it's the opposite. I rearrange my schedule now to their schedule because they're all working, right? They're yeah. they're in their twenties. You know, my daughter's a CPA, and and you know, my son and other. Well, my daughter's working in the modeling industry, but my son's, you know, he was temporarily laid off during this whole time, and he's getting back to work now. So. You know, you're working around their time frame now. You've flipped the whole schedule to the other side. Yeah. So, you know, that side of things now, I find I had them all over for dinner last night and I have to make sure my schedule is available for them. Yeah. It's, not, <laughs> yeah. it's, not, it's, it's not that other way around where you're looking at the calendar. Yeah. When I was married, my wife was the master organizer. So the calendar was color coded. Okay. So I knew everything that was going That's on good. every day yeah. for, oh, for months in advance. And she was she was awesome at it, right? But, you know, I was a month behind all the yeah. time. I was yeah. a month behind trying to figure out, you know, what's got to go on the calendar. And I look, well, it's already two months planned forward, right? So it was easier that way. But there's so much involved in your 40s. Somebody needs to be the organizer. Right. Oh, it's yeah. not me. Yeah. Well, and I don't want to say it wasn't me, but I, you know, you, you kind of through osmosis, you have, you learn some of these things. I know? think I'm good at keeping track on my own. It's the telling everybody else what's going on around me. And that's something I'm learning in business because this is new to me. Right. Yeah. But I guess as you grow with it, you get better at it. 
Well, I would suggest finding someone who's good at it. Yeah, uh, honestly, it really because you learn, and if you're open to learning things, because you have to see how it's done. And I yeah, think yeah. that's that's being observant, and that's not just in person. Like that's in business, that's in everything. Yeah. You have to be observant of how people do things better. Yeah, you know, I found every opportunity to always learn something to be better. Yeah, what I, what I either do at home or I do at work through watching how other people do things. Right, and. And like I said, my, you know, my ex-wife was, was a master organizer, so she could keep everything all, you know, organized and everything like that. But for me, I learned then, now I still, I write everything down, put it on a calendar. Because, That's great. Because if I wouldn't, I, man, I got a memory like a sieve, right? I mean, I'm your t- <laughs> I am your typical 58 year old man that does not remember. Well, thanks all. for being here. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, uh, what show I, is this again? Yeah, no, I, I put stuff in my calendar or the minute, the minute someone tells me, you know, golf tea times shows like the, anything yeah. like that. Yeah. I put it in my calendar because otherwise it is gone. It's there one minute and it's gone the next. Because you said there's need for models your age as well. Yeah. I mean, and obviously, like modeling is, it's part of the sales and marketing industry. So people are selling products at every age and you need to identify with people at every age. That's why models, you need models of every age. So And every size. And every size. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's big in the industry right now. Yeah. The reason I, I'm with Numa, but I haven't done anything lately. <laughs> so, so... As a model of your age, where have you traveled? Where's this taken you? I would have to say being in Calgary is not advantageous to be a model. Okay. As a location for modeling as an industry, Calgary is a, I'll call it a, if you can recoup your investment, you're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. You're very lucky. At best. Yeah. On that side of things. Yeah. What's the average investment you think? I'm going to say anywhere from five hundred to two thousand dollars, depending on how much you want to put into it. Right, and then yeah. there's ongoing costs, and it's ongoing. It's yeah. ongoing costs too on that side. And you're marketing yourself; those managers don't do it for you, right? So it's so, a lot of work. Right. You're creating a relationship with your advisor as much as you are with the people when you go on set or anything like that. The company I was just with on Friday. I mean, I got to know those guys because I did a shoot with them up at Nakiska in January. And, you know, we're up on a ski hill and one of the guys, him and I clicked and we had a great, you know, great time. We had laughing, you know, beers after is kind of a situation. Right. And then, you know, every time I see him now, he he knows you, he remembers you, you've created some kind of a relationship. So they want you back. Mm -hmm. And those are the kinds of situations. If you can be, you can also be a different person on different shoots Mm -hmm. that helps. Right. And I think as an older model, I get away with being a bit younger. Yeah. And I also get away with uh, being my age. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, I, and that's not necessarily true for they everyone. They could use you for Botox commercials and they would like, what are they going to say? That you well, yeah, yeah. well, and that's, you know. Sometime, cure your own before and after. Right? Like, you're like this is, the, they'll make like wrinkles across your forehead and yeah. then they'll like take it off. Like, you know, they, there's good at makeup to do that. Absolutely. So Absolutely. they can make you look older than you are and then be like, you just peel it all off. And they'll be like, oh, look at that. Well, it's funny you talk makeup because that was an interesting thing this week with going there because normally you go there and they do your hair, your makeup, touch up kind of guys are easy, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Guys have it super easy. Yes, they Overall do. Overall in life, but yes, also on, as a model, you have it super easy. Oh, yeah. so easy. Yeah, but with regards to this week, the person who was a stylist there normally does hair and makeup and such, she was the hand sanitizer person. 
because she just says, come with your shit done. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not touching you. Don't expect me to do anything for you. We had a video call for checking wardrobe beforehand. Yeah. She said, I want you to bring this piece of clothing, those pair of shoes, that watch, blah, blah, blah. And when you show up, you've got your wardrobe and she doesn't touch you. Yeah. Like it's right now, the protocol is very hands off. Right. So it's a bit different than mm-hmm. what would be normal, but um, yeah, guys have it easy. Yeah, I just gotta do. say, guys. Gotta oh just, yeah. yeah, I did a magazine shoot, and they I had to go in the chair four times because my makeup was coming off, and they put a lot of makeup on women, a lot. Yeah, like you guys have better features. I'm gonna say male models get way easier. You're right on that one. So you do that now. You work on your house. So how's your fifties? How was your fifties? Since you're almost sixty. Yeah. Well, you know, my fifties, I have to say, are they're on the going on the upside. I've always been a an optimist. I'll put it sort of in that in that context. Mm-hmm. I sort of work towards the side of being around positive people, always wanting to sort of work towards something that is it's a happy moment, or you know, being around people that that are moving in the right direction, kind of a thing. But for me, my fifties, I would have to say, I've been getting better and better, and uh, yeah, I've been traveling more. I've been doing things that are sort of my own personal journey on that side of things. I create relationships that I want to have and, and, you know, some don't work out, some do, but. On but the you're end, fully in control. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I you're find enjoying it more. Enjoying it much more. And yes, fully in control yeah. on that side. That's yeah, really absolutely. awesome. Yeah. Forties has been weird and you're not in your forties anymore either. Are you? No. Yeah. No. I'm finding the same experience. My fifties, as soon as it, it was like turning a corner. Yeah. And uh, things just started to click and fall into place. So there you go, ladies. Go for the 50-year-olds. They're <laughs> <laughs> just finally 40s. getting their shit together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leanne and Logic for today. <laughs> go for the older guys. <laughs> Give up on the ones your age. They're still learning. <laughs> Thank you for coming and visiting with us. No problem. And yeah. I'm going to ask you, so how do people find you on your modeling? Do you have an Instagram or a Facebook page? Like if they want to look at you? Instagram is the kind of go-to. Okay. Yeah. David MM at gmail.com. That's okay. my Instagram. You know, and it's really funny on when you talk Instagram because my age group, we don't really do social media. And it's, <laughs> yeah. a, it's a really, I don't want to call it difficult, but it's a really interesting sort of path to have to take because you have to be engaged. If you want to be in the business, you have to be it's engaged. It's part of your marketing. It's effort. part of the marketing side of things. So I don't worry about being an influencer. I don't worry about followers and all yeah. those kinds of things. You know, I post when I have something to post and, and all of that because... You know, normally my daughter says you have to post something this week or, you know, we're going to do a photo shoot. And so come and we'll do something and we'll post it or whatever. But <laughs> I do the modeling side of things and, and the Instagram, especially social media, okay. as something that needs to be done along the way for it. I am very, very, you know, aware that modeling is not going to, you know, it's not going to be my retirement package here in Calgary. Yeah. It's yeah. something that's fun. It's a great hobby. Yeah, I would suggest it for anyone that, that just wants to try something different, you know, has never, never actually tried to build their own confidence and do something outside their own circle a little bit. It's a great opportunity to try it. And, you know, I, I mean, at the end of the day, yes, it's an investment, but it's like buying a new set of golf clubs or a membership to a gym, whatever. I mean, I you have to invest in something that yeah. you have to invest in something to try and get some self-improvement going yeah. and, and modeling is another option for that. And they are looking for everyone. Yeah. I'm just going to throw this one out there. Watch your TV for the next week. 
and watch an advertisement and see how diverse the community is that's on ads. There's yeah. always a Caucasian person and some other person of another, you know, yeah, race. nationality, race, whatever on that side of things. And, and so it is not a white person's business. No. It, uh, you know, on that side, it's not a young international model business. No. The other day there was an Asian man in his late sixties. He was retired for eight years, was an engineer. There was, you know, there was a black person who still has a family business that he works in and he yeah. does this part time. There was, you know, an Asian woman. There was a, a, a Spanish couple. Was this at your casting? This was no. This was at the shoot, and oh, they at were the all shoot? there. Okay, yeah. and they were all there. So this is this is a it's an opportunity for anybody and everyone if you just want to get out and do something completely different and have a different hobby. Yeah. You know, I do lots of hobbies. So for me, this is just an, an addition to that as as time goes on. And you kind of hit on it twice, but I'll, I'll ask you this: put it in a question. What's kind of the thing that getting into modeling gave you that you, you know, what's a piece that you're like, oh, I wouldn't realize that without modeling or pick that up about myself without modeling. I think the bigger part is, is the way you see yourself yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, you get up every morning and you look at yourself with the, you know, the bus hair in the morning. That's, you know, that's all wild. And you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, this is as good as it gets. I guess, today. <laughs> you know, especially today. Cause I just take a hat on and I go out and work. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, you know, normally, normally you, you got to get up and go to the office and you got to kind of present yourself to people and you get, you know, put yourself together a little bit. Even guys have to do that somewhat. But I think the modeling side is when, when you see the pictures come back, you realize, oh, shit, that's, that's me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Really? Yeah. That's me. Like you don't, you don't see that part of yourself. Right. right. And there are side. some of the most, the most awkward positions. We were talking to a couple of the girls, like yes. the, the most awkward look the best. They are. And that's actually a line that my daughter uses. Is she said, you know, you will feel the most awkward when they're taking the best pictures. Yeah. So don't worry about feeling awkward in your shots. Right. Yeah. Get in there, be as comfortable as you can and just, you know, do whatever they ask you to do or actually go a little wild and, and let it go. Right. Yeah. So to me, that's also part of, it's like somebody who's nervous about public speaking or any of those kinds of things. How do you let that part of yourself out or at least build your own confidence to get to that stage where you can, you know, you can get comfortable in those environments. Yeah. And, uh, and at the end of the day, don't get too big in your own head. Really? Yeah. Honestly, it's just a Be fun, humble. Yeah. yeah, just a fun hobby. And, and it's fun to do this kind of thing. And yeah, people say a lot of nice things about you, but at the end of the day, yeah. You know, well, you're a dime a dozen too. People don't realize that a model's a dime a dozen. There's a thousand more behind right you. Right behind day after, you. Absolutely. Yeah. The day after. That's why I yeah. told the boys if I ever got sick, they're not allowed to change the female co host in case she's better than me. <laughs> and I'm being totally honest about that. Remember, I told you yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, you're not allowed. You can replace me with a boy, but not a girl. Well, thank you for coming. Yeah. We actually want to invite you back on our show. To actually come watch, we'll get you VIP tickets. We're going to be live in about four weeks, Perfect. five weeks, and I'll keep in contact with you. Again, thank you. We appreciate you You're coming welcome. in. Anytime. And we will see you next week. You can follow us on Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Soundcast and iTunes. Thanks for tuning in. 